Oh, oh. 
Pokemon, tomatoes, wanna get more lessons, learn apples, cherries, pain, breathe them, breathe them, pain, no, 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 the king, still maintain my grace, how come the more you have, the more the people want from you, the more you burn away, the more the people earn from you, the more you pull away, the more that they depend on you, I've never seen a hero like me in a sci-fi, so I wonder if you need to re-remember me, I wonder if you think that I can never raise you up, I wonder if you think that I can never help you fly, Listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, best frequencies forever. I'm She Wolf, and I am Beatrix Skarsgård. Well, we'll be casting witchy vibes and sonic spells (laughs) until 6 p.m. So gather around, light a candle, levitate with us. You just heard FK Twigs with "Home with You." Before that was Lingua Ignota with "Fragrance." 
is my many flowered crown. And starting off our show today was Karin with Binary. I'm getting intimate with this new microphone. It's so sleek. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. We uh, just left a full moon in Aries. Um, and we're now in a waning gibbous in Aries. Do you have any full moon epiphanies? Well, I think I was describing to you during the music break that I had a, a full moon meltdown. I had a few. <laughs> Tell us. Oh, Tell man. Us more. I love how the beginning of the show is now just uh, like de facto therapy session for me. <laughs> I'm like, let me get through all my feelings. Um, yeah, I just, I leaned into the meltdowns, you know, which I think I discussed last week. I have a hard time leaning into the like not good feelings. So it's just been a wild experiment. Uh, my friend called me last night. We're supposed to go to a show. And I was just feeling really stressed and anxious and overwhelmed. And I don't think I had, like, you know, I was, like, working from home all day. And I don't think I had interacted with anybody beyond my cat. And she called me. And she's like, are you coming? And I just burst into tears. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but I, you know, sometimes it's just good to... Just, just roll around in the mud, the mud of moods, the, mo- the, the, the moody muds, the the mud of moons. Yeah. Um, uh, do we want to hear about uh, the moon in Aries? This is moon yeah. talk from the astrological grimoire. This is our once a show advertisement for. <laughs> uh, our young son, who's also a book. Uh, where are some places you can get the astrological grimoire? Oh, uh, on the internet. Um, Scarlet Sage, Powell's in Portland, various like Barnes and Nobles. I don't know. My mom sends me pictures and she like merchandises the book whenever she sees it and she goes in the store. It's in a lot of indie bookstores in San Francisco and Oakland. And we are also going to be at the Witches' Confluence on Sunday, signing books from noon to 1 p.m. Witches' Confluence is um, a once a year sort of, uh, it's classes and um, rituals and a marketplace. We'll be part of the marketplace. So join us there. And I think it's going on Friday through Sunday. Um, tickets are still available, but you can also come to the marketplace, which is free on Sunday. I think it's from what 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. or so. Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, so we'll be there with this book, uh, and this is we're going to read from the book um, on the waning gibbous in Aries, which we're in right now. You might feel the shape of your own life start to vibrate and shift. Let this happen. By giving in to change, the truth of who you are will stay solid and real at its molten core. It's both solid and molten. You won't desert yourself as long as you keep holding hands with that center. Watching the way things transition and shift on a larger scale can help you. Go outside when you wake up and watch the sky turn pink and the afternoon clouds effortlessly effortlessly change shape as they were born to do. Sometimes you must turn your gaze outward to 
will be inspired and reassured. Take a glass of water and mix in a drop of color. Keep adding new drops of colors and watch them shift and change. Think about what wants to shift inside you, about what color it is becoming. Hmm. I will say I put on my, um, what I'm calling juggalo chic pants today, which are kind of like- Describe what that means. They're kind of like goth party pants. So- It's like goth clown. I thought, first okay. I came up with goth clown and then I realized that's just ju- juggalo, juggalo chic. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like juggalo is a rec- like kind of a recent thing I've become aware of. Well, juggalos are goth clowns, right? That's I guess of, so. That's kind of like how I But would. they're like specifically, I mean, <laughs> I sound like an alien who just arrived here. They're specifically <laughs> fans of one type of goth clown. Insane clown posse. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I, all right. Haven't done deep research on the jugglers. I do neither. know at one point there was a strange like rift in space fabric time where they were like going to do a, like a huge march against Trump. And everyone's yeah. like, cool. Like, Was that fabric polka dotted? I don't know. But I also Probably. have these, these pants. Yours are. <laughs> yeah. These pants are, are black with like weird white like abstract like, polka dots on them. Yeah. But I put them on and I um, immediately felt better. Hmm. So c- color, the, the color power and, of uh, color and shapes. clown posse. Yeah, color and shapes <laughs> can really uh, turn things around. I put these pants on today, and I was like, you know, I can do this. I can, I can keep going. <laughs> don't they have a lyric about magnets? I don't know. It was they were quoted by uh, a writer that I went to see at some point. John Ronson. Now I want to do some ICP. deep insane clown posse research. Um, yeah, I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. How that oh, here we go. Miracles. Oh. Um, wait. I have to find this. Uh. Oh, come on, magnets. magnets. It's hardcore hip oh, hip hop and the, horrorcore. No, I got it. The quote is, "Fucking magnet magnets. How do they work?" Uh, well, <laughs> I, it's a fair question. You know. I I could. Did they you. answer that in the song? Do they like give you a science so. lesson? I don't think so, but I could explain how magnets work another time, though not today. Oh, interesting! Horrorcore is a subgenre of hip hop music based on horror-themed and darkly transgressive lyrical content. Um, content. Ghetto Boys. I love Ghetto Boys. My my mind's playing tricks on me. We mm-hmm. should play that. Um, we have before. Yeah, I think we played it at a in a past Halloween. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm really reading this. I my high school boyfriend was in like a speed metal band mm-hmm. called named Pisswater. Shout out to Pisswater. Um, but he was really into like a lot of this horror. I, and I weirdly listen to a lot of the bands that are being mentioned here. It's, it's like really a lot of it's really disgusting. It's like is it related to new metal? No, it is not related to new metal. Um, but it's really go- gory and dark, like necrophilia, cannibalism occult satanism but in like hip-hop so yeah i'm like looking at all these names like brother lynch and i'm like oh yeah i remember all of this it's really it's pretty gruesome i think my childhood was was marked by new metal like, like I, I remember it being around a lot like what do you, i'm i'm currently i don't know i i feel like new metal i think of as what you just described which is like some kind uh, well i guess it's like sort of a i mean someone else 
at BFF will probably correct me on this. This very uh, rudimentary definition of like, it seems like it's like screamo plus hip hop um, plus metal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because I have been slowly for six years making my way through this 700 page oral history of heavy metal, but I've not gotten to new metal yet. Mm. Um, I'm still in like uh, the early 90s. New metal really, I feel like, didn't come around until the 2000s. Yeah, that's like when I was. Agro metal. Do you up. know that? Do you remember the band Sugar Ray? I do, but I don't think of them as that in that category. They are not, but the singer of Sugar Ray was once in a funk groove metal band, and he's like a big metal, oh, metal funk metal funk metal. He's like a uh, and groove metal. He's like a big groove metal nerd. Metal. And I remember when I bought this oral history of heavy metal, he's like the the blurb, and I was like, why would they have Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray? And he's also like the co-host of Extra. It's oh like yeah, Mark McGrath I know him as co-host of Extra. <laughs> and I was like, what a weird. I was like, really? Of all like metal people, you're gonna get Mark McGrath. And then I was like reading about him. I'm like, oh, he was actually in a groove metal band, and also he's just like a big metal nerd. Like, he was he also like in. He was in those like sort of teen, yeah, teen pop magazines quite a bit. Okay, so corn, like, yes, corn. Okay, oh, there yeah, you I, go. Was, I was a <laughs> huge, I was a, I'm not gonna lie, I was a big I, somewhere. My mom still owns the corn t shirt. Somewhere there's a hilarious picture of me from our family trip to London when I was in 10th grade, in which I'm wearing like tattered fishnets and a corn t shirt and like army fatigue pants in front of a like medieval castle. I remember a few years ago, I maybe this wasn't a few years ago, it might have been like seven or eight years ago, uh, I saw like a really kind of, um, you know, regular looking mom mm-hmm. uh, with a stroller who's like, I could see the back of her, I could see the back of her like neck, like between her hairline and like where her shirt started. And just the tops of two letters, and I was like, "Oh, that's absolutely the corn logo oh, with like wow. the backwards R." And I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> you got the corn logo tattooed yeah. on you." <laughs> I mean, that's a choice. Yeah, uh, that's lim- something you, you gotta lim- stick biscuit. with. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's now familiar. Too. Fred Durst now does like a jazz night in, in L.A. He's uh-huh. like a, become a jazz jazz dude. Also, was formerly mistaken for Robert Durst. The, was he really? I mean, How I think was just because name. name. Yeah, oh. I think when that whole thing came out, he was like, "I am not I'm Robert not. Durst. I have not. not murdered many wives I said and dogs." Path. Yeah. Um, final. Oh, Slipknot also new metal. Mm. There's a really great. Did you ever watch Gilmore Girls? No. I came really late to Gilmore Girls. I only watched it like four years ago because it was like very pleasant time I'm on the so background. late to it that I haven't watched it yet it's a good like you don't <laughs> need to be super invested but anyways one of my favorite television subplots of all time is on Gilmore Girls in which the like really wealthy grandmother rents her townhouse to corn oh and like they they like plant tulips in her back. anyways it's just yeah. I was like wow I'm like I'm like 15 years too late to be able to discuss this plot point with anybody but <laughs> I appreciate it <laughs> Anyways, that's Just, all of our, yeah. our new metal news. I'll bring in my oral history of, of heavy metal oh. next week. <laughs> yeah, it's very appropriate for um, start of Scorpio season. Yeah. We'll be hitting soon. Um, also, I've been thinking a lot about shifting the show. Yeah. It's kind of a meta, meta uh, conversation. 
to be having. You want to talk so. more about new metal? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it sounds like you do. <laughs> so we can totally bring that in. I mean, I'm I'm going back to the Aries Moon um, scope. Oh, which, okay. Which shift yes. is a lot about shifting. Yeah. And I was thinking recently. I think October is just a time that I start thinking ahead. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, you know, a symbolic new year of sorts. Um, and I was just thinking about how we'll be hitting six years yeah, in January. Yeah, same. And Who even was I six years ago? I don't know. I think she died. Yeah, that's like different. my first. I, was I like don't even the, think I'd gone to therapy six years ago. It's like that. Uh, yeah, I was like not in my Saturn return yet. Yeah. And now I'm done with it. So yeah, I'm in a very different place than I was yeah. six years ago. That's for sure. Which is reassuring. Yeah. Um, but I've been thinking about like how we want to shift the, the show moving forward. And I wanted to hear some feedback from our audience. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been thinking a lot of, about a lot of different ways we could approach it, different ways we could like bring in new guest hosts mm -hmm. and, um, Kind of structure the show differently, maybe take more audience questions that we ruminate on ahead of time. But I also wanted to just kind of open that up to our listeners and hear from you. Yeah. So, tweet do you have any us. thoughts? Yeah, tweet at us. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Witch Radio. That's Witch with a T, W I T C H. Um, yeah, yeah, let us know. What do you want to hear more or less of or something totally new? I won't be offended if people say no more snackoscopes. But I also won't be offended if people are like, keep them. I'm happy to do either. Yeah. Also, you know, if it comes a time when you're like, you know, I'm ready to move on from snackoscopes. Yeah. Then you move on from snackoscopes. I will say I, I like it's a good writing exercise for me every week. And I had this revelation this morning when I was looking at these. I'm like, oh, this week, every single horoscope is actually a message to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's for all of you, too. But like, uh, but yeah, so I, I like the practice of writing them. But I, you know, I don't know if people. It, it's funny. I feel like sometimes when we, when we skip weeks, people like tweet. They're like, where's my snackoscope? Um, so I don't know if people are attached to them, but I will say there's plenty of really wonderful um, online horoscopes. Jessica Lignato, Shawnee Nicholas. Those are the ones I read pretty regularly. Yeah. And the, the world of astrology memes has just yeah. exploded in the past year or two. So, yeah, I'm always happy to just on call give you a snack. Or, you know, either personally, mm, yeah. I'll make it for you or I'll suggest one for you. Yeah. Love to make my friends snacks. Because yeah, I'm a tourist. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, maybe we shift it to like nugget scopes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, we'll talk about the nuggets. Oh, yeah. Did you see my, the nuggets post I made? Yeah, I I am definitely the lower, the lower uh, left. That's the bottom. count nugula. Yeah, I think we have the <laughs> same haircut and Yeah, I, and he's got I, a bat. He's got a bat on his head. So. Yeah, I've been really digging. There's this guy on Twitter, Dinosaur Dracula. Shout out to former guest uh Bug Guy Brett for turning me on to Dinosaur Dracula on Twitter, whose whole thing is just like 
finding weird 80s like toys and commercials and like he has a particularly uh warm spot for um like mcdonald's paraphernalia from the 80s yeah so it's like the spooky mcdonald's halloween season i definitely had the whole collection of they were known as boo buckets oh yeah i was just gonna mention that i was reminded of boo buckets today because there's another um account that i follow it's on instagram because i'm not on twitter very much at all and it's um dedicated to 80s and 90s toys and paraphernalia and um it's like the sweet spot of a lot of nostalgia yeah for, for me and they had a post today on boo buckets oh yeah i wonder whatever happened to mine i was so into like collecting those and then you could use them as the thing that you took trick-or-treating yes I had the I definitely had the neon green witch one for a long time and I was I think it was too abstract for me to recognize as a witch (laughs) because I was like quite small but I remember that conical hat really well like yeah playing with that conical hat yeah and I also remember the nugget toys pretty well they all have like Garfield eyes you know yeah I mean I recently (laughs) acquired uh somewhat accidentally uh a similar collection to yours of uh the mcdonald's garfield glasses mm-hmm. um so now i own a lot of garfield glasses <laughs> like a lot <laughs> yeah yeah those are good i they're sort of like my cocktail glasses yeah that's um i think and but i feel like you collected yours sort of slowly over time i got like all of mine at an estate sale nice and it was a full set yeah yeah so i collected them one time (laughs) like maybe i don't know must have been like five or six years by now um but i did also have another one that Mm -hmm. i just had yeah Um, i'm i'm a huge admirer all right, well, let's play some music for you. And uh, when we come back, we have lots of spooky topics for you. Uh, but here's some music. This is Du with Game and Performance. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. Tweet at us at Witch Radio and let us know how we might shift the show going forward. And or which nug are you? Something else. 
Listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, best frequencies forever. You just heard Tirza with I'm Not Dancing. Before that was Lost Microwaves with TV in My Eye. Starting off that set was Duke with Games and Performance. Um, in honor of the spooky season, we have some news on uh, Ouija boards. Uh, in particular, one Ouija board that is now being constructed in Salem. Of course um, it is. Yeah, ghost capital <laughs> of the world, witch capital of the world. Uh, so this Ouija board is the largest ever created. It's uh, presented by the Talking Board Historical Society and it is touted as being as long as a brontosaurus and as heavy as an elephant. And uh, plans to summon the world's largest ghost. I mean... And upon reading that, I immediately was (laughs) like, what are the largest organisms? What ghost might that be? I immediately thought of uh, the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Oh, bigger than that. That's pretty big. Uh, Bigger. So we might summon a bunch of like uh, uh, blue whale ghosts. Hmm. Blue whales are really large. Um... There's also like uh, algae that can grow, um, you know, in linked uh, form. Ghost to, algae. Yeah, ghost algae. Interesting. Uh, also, many uh, dinosaurs. Oh. Dinosaurs, uh, as you may remember, are quite large. Um, elephants, rhinos, giraffes. And there's also like 10 different whales. That I guess they I'm could. not quite under. I mean, okay, I realize there are no like physics involved with Ouija boards, but I don't understand the correlation between like, why is it just because it's a giant Ouija board? I mean, it's going to conjure a giant ghost. Maybe I it'll just know. conjure a really loud ghost. 
um, you knows? know, or one with a lot of personality. Um, makes me think of that. Um, I think it's from like Ghost Adventures. My favorite ghost bro, Zach Baggins, owner of the Haunted Museum in Vegas. And he's like, it's me, demons. It's your boy. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Um, so I just imagine like some really big, obnoxious demons coming through the wire, so to speak. Or whales. Or whales. Ghost yeah. whales. Ghost whales. Well, I think, I, I don't know. I also don't know what the, there, there are presumably some uh, Ouija board physics that we're not aware of. Yeah. It looks like they, their goal, <laughs> their specifically stated goal was to summon the largest ghost. Now, what kind of ghost, whether that's a benevolent ghost, a malevolent ghost, who knows? <laughs> well, we'll send Salem correspondent Cosmic Amanda to report back because I believe she will be there yeah. soon. She goes every year for Halloween um, and she is our our strong Salem, all things Salem link. I wonder if you should, you have to like have a planchette that's like a um like a golf cart that <laughs> can be like driven around. That'd be kind of, that'd be kind of amazing. I feel like we've got there's like a Ghostbusters three in the works here. Like this could totally work. I'm yeah. also really curious uh, about this talking talking boards history of talking boards. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it's like a it's an organization you can join. I love the first line of their mission. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, the mission of the Talking Board Historical Society is to research, preserve, and celebrate the history of talking boards, which I was like, well, isn't there just one? Isn't there just a Ouija board? No. no there's um, there's many kinds of talking boards. Yeah. In fact, one of the earliest ones um, was this device that where the planchette, you like had a hole and you insert a little pencil in it and you would move it around the paper and it would kind of scribble out messages mm. and it's like related to automatic writing. Um, which is also something people would do a lot to make art around. Um, a lot of surrealists used it. Um, and then because the, and, and they would use like wrapping boards too, where, you know, and they would speak out letters of the alphabet and then would hear for sound whenever the alphabet was spoken. Mm. Um, and, but that just took too long. So the Ouija board, came a little bit after that to kind of um, speed up that process. And then, of course, it was like, you know, was created into a commercial object that was later bought by Parker Brothers. And oh, yeah. became, um, it, it was briefly like a, kind of a, a fun dating toy because you would have to sit really <laughs> close to someone. Your knees, you would have to balance the board on your knees and sit really close to your knees touch. And so the board, like the movement of oh. the board was in part like your quivering thighs. Very <laughs> erotic really and spooky. Yeah. yeah. Take me on a Ouija date. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I saw an ad for it once and it's like these from the 60s and it's like, yeah, these two just like total like hetero smiley white couple like playing the Ouija board and totally. my first thought was like <laughs> that feeling when you're on a date and all of a sudden like a demon starts speaking through your vocal cords mm. and your date's like oh shit or I that got, now I gotta deal with this demon on a date or that feeling on a date when you're like <laughs> oh this isn't going well <laughs> <laughs> oh I should go <laughs> I should go um blame it on the Ouija demons. Oh, I also love that they are calling this the Ouija Zilla. Yeah. Um, 
oh yeah maybe we'll get a um a godzilla like large yeah prehistoric lizard um <laughs> yeah please report back if you end up at the ouija zilla event in salem and let us know what comes through yeah it might also be a, a, a swarm you know it might be like well, again, all the bugs that ever lived. <laughs> this is, I mean, I feel like Ghostbusters was a cautionary tale. Like when the guy shuts off the whole the ghost holding tank, you know, and they all escape and wreak havoc in New York City. There's a lot of ghosts. And there's some demon yeah. dogs. And, you know, just that movie had a really big impact on me as a kid <laughs> about like precautionary measures, ghost prophylactics, you know, like. Yeah. How do you um, kind of. <laughs> Hawk the edges of the ghost hole. So I just feel you like you're gonna open up something that you can't shut with a Ouija board that big. That's my only concern. Glad yeah. we're on the west coast and not on the east coast. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. It might be big enough that it makes it over here. Yeah. Well, you know, these say. whales are migrationary. You, you know, they they have wide yeah. ranges. Um, um, they swim for you know, months without consuming a calorie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I think we're going to get a ghost swarm. I think it's yeah. just going to be a swarm of a lot of mosquitoes uh, pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> pissed off ghosts. Like what do you oh, want? Oh yeah. Nightmare set of ghosts. Um, speaking of ghosts and, uh, the ability to communicate with ghosts. Have you ever communicated with a ghost? Well, we, um, weeged. We did before. Weege. Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember the ghost who said hello, but I think uh, there was some something. And there was also like similar to automatic writing. There's this um, Korean game, children's game, which is also kind of um, ghosty, Ouija related, where um, you know a bunch of people hold a pencil and you ask questions, and it's kind of like a pendulum where like it either makes like a back and forth zigzag oh, or yeah. makes circles and and one means yes and one means no similar to a pendulum yeah where you, like ask a spirit and and you know it says yes or no uh so i've done those games i used i i grew up in a really ghosty part of the world and um in the deep south and we would do things like bloody mary oh, a lot so um, scary it was Yet, you know, <laughs> it it was okay. It didn't really work. And it so we just like kept doing it. Um so we might have like opened up a lot of I mean, lot but it's portals. a really it's a really like haunted place. Yeah. You don't even really need to like it's true. be you don't need to do a ritual to to feel the sense of being haunted, but I was also a, a very literal kid and uh neuro atypical and I did, did not get it <laughs> for yeah, a very long there. time. Yeah. And I think much later I was like, oh, you could just lie and said you saw one. <laughs> and many yeah. people do. Yeah. Or it's like the littlest thing. It's like, ah, oh, that was it. I'm like, oh, but I didn't see it. Can we do it again? Can we do it again? Um, let's conjure Bloody Mary yeah, one more yeah, time. One more time. I missed yeah. it. I blinked. I've never, um, I definitely had a bunch of spooky shit happen in my house in New Orleans, but I didn't like communicate directly with whatever was existing inside of that house yeah but i got good vibes from it them yeah i think there's some ghosts that are like really chill and uh are, are not i would say to... like that my my take on that house i lived in a house that was built in like 
1860 uh, in the French Quarter. Half of it was like abandoned. It had been turned into apartments and it was super fucking spooky. Mm. But the feeling I got and like when I think about it in hindsight is that there was just a lot of history like imprinted on it. Yeah. And a lot of like heavy history. And I think I'm just sensitive to like for lack of a better word vibes like I'm just I'm sensitive to like I have like I could walk into a house or room and I will just immediately get a sense of like good things happened here or bad things happened here or yeah, like and sometimes it's like heavy. a smell there's like there are all these yeah. like sort of sensory things about places yeah I think like when I think of my childhood a big portion of it maybe like the majority of my experiences in hindsight were very like bad vibes yeah um but i didn't have enough context yeah you know so now i'm like oh yeah all of those times like there are all these specific times when i can kind of like remember mm-hmm. a sense of of something really really dark um like some ghosty kind of thing yeah. Um, and I feel like ghosts are very different for me uh, from apparitions. Like I've yes. experienced apparitions before and they're generally really benign and, yeah. and lovely. Um, I have not experienced an apparition that was paired with like a haunting. Interesting. Know. Can you describe the apparition? Um, generally, it's like light that takes the form of... Uh, you know, something that is is kind of readable mm-hmm. as, as a, I don't even know what it is. Like, yeah. it could be, I, I think some would say, like, it could be considered a ghost or spirit or some kind of, like, materialization of, yeah. some, of something. But um, generally it happens to me during the, like, omega wave state of, sure. uh, you know, half waking and, like, seeing something and, like, I've had that it happen. It appears. Yeah. yeah, I've had like animals appear to me. I've had um, faces and skulls appear to me, but they're generally like very benign. Benign. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't think of those as, as like hauntings. Yeah. Well, should you uh, want to get in touch with a ghost uh, other than Ouija board, uh, once upon a time, um, I guess, you know, ghosts are historically shy. Can we blame them? They've lived lives. I don't want to keep talking after I'm dead. That just sounds t- tiring. Um, so Victorian mediums, they decided to give shy ghosts a megaphone called spirit trumpets. Oh, I've heard of spirit trumpets. <laughs> yeah, these are cool. They're like little little cones. Yeah, so uh, and Vic- for Victorian like spiritualists. Spirit trombone. <laughs> spirit saxophone. That's what I want. Um, sexy sax ghost. Um, so yeah, ghosts never seem like they could speak loud enough. Maybe it's like a volume con- issue you know, between worlds. Um, they need enough wind and like a really rattly yeah. house to Love really right. get their point across. Yeah, yeah totally. With all this like sort of earthquake safe <laughs> did you feel the earthquake yesterday? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. You know who was really freaked out by this earthquake? Our is is cat? yeah, my my cat really? was. I because I <laughs> it ha- it was like, it happened so quickly, but it was also yeah. kind of long. It was long, but I feel like she like channeled the um sort of energy noise and energy yeah. of it, and and like brought our attention to it, and then we were like, oh yeah, okay. 
and I had to hold her afterward. TMI, but I hate living in earthquake country because I'm somebody who tends to like systematically take off all my clothes while I'm sleeping and then like wake up with no clothes on just because I think I get hot. Um, And every time there's an earthquake in the middle of the night and I wake up and I'm like, I have no clothes on. (laughs) Yeah. Where are all my clothes? Yeah. Grab a, grab a Snuggie. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's my, yeah, my my middle of the night earthquake pet peeves. It's like the disorienting, like, wait, do I have to get up? Where are my clothes? Yeah. I I run into the street naked. There are so many times. I mean, I'm certainly, you know, even if, if I'm not sleeping, I'm probably in like soft clothes because I'm at home. I don't have anywhere to be. And if I'm sleeping, I'm definitely not going to react fast enough for whatever you're supposed to do. I think like because I didn't grow up in California, I'm still a little bit shaky on what you're supposed to do. Like, do you just wait until it's done? Yeah, if you're in bed. Well, things have changed. And when I was in the 89 earthquake, yeah, the round children, um, you, the common knowledge was to stand in a doorway. So my memory is of my mom yanking me off the couch because I was watching the World Series between the mm-hmm. AIDS and the Giants. Oh, almost approximately, it was like, we're two days away from the anniversary, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. 20, oh my God, is that 20 years ago? Yeah, no. I think it's like, like 30 years. In two 30 days, years ago. Yeah. That makes me feel so fucking old. Oh my God. Anyways. Um, but I remember my mom yeah. yanking me and and into the doorway of our laundry room. However, this is no longer what you should do. If you find yourself in an earthquake in bed, stay in bed, put a pillow over your head. Okay. Like if there's anything that's going to fall on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are standing up, get under a desk or okay. get under another surface. But the doorway thing is a myth. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what I've heard too. I yeah. wouldn't get under my desk. It's not a very sturdy desk, but there's probably other tables I could get under. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts on talking to shy ghosts is I'm really surprised that ghosts haven't found a way to take advantage of like our, our new technology. Like, why can't ghosts just text us now? I think ghosts speak through uh, predictive text. Predictive is probably true. <laughs> you want to, like, uh, really modern Ouija is just predictive text. <laughs> just, like, start typing something in and see what happens. Well, did you if see was that a- tweet that was, like, finished the sentence and it was, like, I'm a blank astrological sign and that's why I'm a blank and predictive text, oh. right? I guess that is and kind I, of Ouija, like, yes. I tried to do, I mean, there's a lot of responses that are really yeah. funny, like, I'm Leo and that's why I don't care about you. Or, like, <laughs> Um, and I, I tried mine and I was like, I'm a Sag and that's why I have a coyote. And I was like, oh, that really just means I typed the word coyote coyote, like way too much. (laughs) Anyways, if I was a ghost, I would be, I don't have a coyote for the record. (laughs) I wish, but I would be sending ghost emojis on all the time. That's what I would do. All right. I'm going to do some snackoscopes. Um, Libra, Libra season. See if you can think like a mountain this week. All solid and true. Mountains are okay with knowing that things take a long time, that seasons come and go, that emotional weather moves in and out like the tides. Don't be so quick to look for answers right now. Let things reveal themselves on their own sweet, unknowable timeline. Eat pie and listen to Jawbreaker. Scorpio, why do people romanticize hitting rock bottom? 
possibly because it provides the sweet thud of having nowhere else to go. Before you can get up, you have to rest. Sometimes we worry if we don't keep moving that we'll never get up again. Trust yourself. Trust sleep and quiet and rest and nothingness, if only for five minutes. Listen to sleep and eat cake. Sagittarius, this is a good week for realizing you are your own rickety invention and that you belong to no one but yourself. It's okay to uh, keep discarding parts of yourself and patching in new ones until you find something that fits. The seams may show or uh, you might feel creaky, but there's no use clinging to who you used to be. Listen to Dorothy Ashby and eat french fries. And you can find us on Twitter at Witch Radio. Tweet at us if you have uh, experiences with ghosts or talking to ghosts. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. We're going to play some more music for you. This is Emily King and Taylor McFerrin with Blue Light. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. Everybody's got a little time 
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard Felisa with Driving. Before that was Tay Shi and Blood Orange with Even If It Hurts. And starting off that set was Emily King and Taylor McFerrin with Blue Light. Uh, we've got some spiritual mm. consumer news. Consumer news. Yeah. Spiritual event. And some scam, spiritual scam news. Yeah, very adjacent, close topics. Yeah, and really like, I don't know, scam one is making me feel nauseous, but we'll get there. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's something. But the the so the first one on the new spiritual consumers and this comes from New York Times, it's a piece by Amanda Hess, um, talking about the rise of particularly shows like Queer Eye, Marie Kondo, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, in which she sells like jade eggs for your vagina and other weird stuff that claims to have some kind of spiritual woo-woo property to it um i'll confess i'm i'm a fan of queer eye um and like the catharsis it <laughs> it offers and like a neatly packaged formula which she sort of nails um i haven't seen it yet um although i do remember the one from the early 2000s so, yeah, really long time yeah. ago. Different, yeah. definitely a different okay. vibe. I feel like the success of this iteration of Queer Eye um, came at a time. It's not insignificant that many of the um, people that they work with live in the Deep South, yeah. and there's a lot of crossing of like political and racial and like. Sexual identity and class barriers. And there is something that feels like it's a show that definitely packages hope for you. Mm. Where you're like, oh, we're not totally fucked. Like, oh, like here are people who are on different ends of the spectrum and they're hanging out and trying to understand each other. Yes. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot with that. <laughs> I don't know, man. It like, it worked like. I think it just came at a time where people were like, I just want to know we're not totally, we're right. not like, you know. No, I understand that. I understand the need for it. To, to but, civil yeah. war. But uh, this this article really nails that like, and it's a very feel good show. So they, she says, you know, they're yeah. building the metaphorical framework for an internal transformation with through like eye creams that's, you know, and soothing loneliness. Like they've, there's like a guy who does in charge of clothes. There's a guy who's in charge of like redoing your house. There's like the pep talk therapy guy. Mm. Um, there's the guy who, it's so funny. He's like, um, uh, Anthony, he's like ostensibly like the cook and he's just like, here's how to slice an avocado. Like, oh. <laughs> he doesn't do anything, but he's like very gorgeous and you just sort of don't care. You're like, whatever, just keep slicing the he's avocado. He's like, this is kale. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but she really like drills down to the effect that really what you're looking at, she says, the trouble is that. When Queer Eye offers these comforts, the show implies that its subjects have previously lacked them because of some personal failure. Yeah. Um, and so the spiritual conversion of the show occurs when the subject pledges a personal commitment to maintaining a lifestyle going forward. But what these people need is not a new perspective. They need money and yeah. they need time, which is money. Yeah, everyone on the 
that they make over on the show more or less comes from a lower show socioeconomic background yeah and i always like in the same way that i wish that they would make a jurassic park movie where it's just people enjoying the park and the dinosaurs are fine i also <laughs> I like in the same in the sort of like same kind of uh I don't even think this is a very direct connection, except in in my mind. I want to. I want a show that's like, okay, well, this person was made over. What happened to them? Like a month later, yeah. Did they maintain everything, or did they like run out of this eye cream and they're just like, well, fuck. I'll tell you um, a good show that uh, uh, uses that premise more or less, which is the two season uh, HBO show Enlightened, mm. uh, made by Mike White, and he was like, I want to answer the question of like what happens when somebody goes off to have some kind of like spiritual reboot after hitting rock bottom, but you're forced to come back and confront all the things that gave you that meltdown in the first place. Yeah. So it's Laura Dern. Uh, it's so good. Anyways. I think about it. this a lot because I feel like the Bay area in particular is a place where like you're constantly surrounded by people talking about their personal transformations. Some of them spiritual, some of them in other forms. Yeah. And there's always this sort of sense that, like, if you're not in, amidst some kind of transformation, then something is wrong with yeah. you. Yeah. And I'm always like, I feel like I've been in a lot of these conversations in the past few years where, like, there's like something that people want from me. They're like, what's been, you know, what's like, how have you been transformed? So, like, yeah. they don't say that specifically, but they want to know that something, you know, like, that's how people bond here some of the time that's, I think that's so true and I'm often like mm, the same yeah <laughs> same, same stuff I'm in like <laughs> not you know totally not, yeah I'm in a very um deeply messy like moment in life right now mm-hmm. and people can, yeah and I've had people sort of try to like reframe it for me as like well it's just part of your transformation and I'm like you know what right now I just kind of need to feel fucking messy like yeah. that's just what I want like yeah I don't need it. Like I'm not looking for some solution or answer or way out or way to like reframe things right now. Like right now there's just a lot of like grief and uncertainty and like who the fuck knows. And not everything has to be spin to the positive. Also, I find that people get really addicted to transformation and it's like more of a mess than just being and kind of like sitting (laughs) with, like you said earlier, leaning into (laughs) leaning into the pain or leaning into the mess. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, I'm trying to just be curious about what that even looks like without trying to like fix it or like solve it or like transform it into something. And I'm like, yeah, right now I just want to feel fucking messy. And like, I'm just going to, just going to keep going until, (laughs) until it's no, until like something comes out of it. It doesn't have to be transformation. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. Maybe it's like this sort of economy of transformation, right? Like it's it's something that is expected of you. You have to be constantly bettering, yeah. improving yourself. And there's like the products that you buy into in oh, yeah. order to like be that like powerful, more successful, whatever, like more transformed, more enlightened self. And it's just, it's like really that that's like a really quick through line to this other thing we're going to talk about <laughs> really soon which is um the the scam industry around yeah. wellness 
It's a lot of scams and wellness. Yeah, like uh, there's so much um, of the world that's like something's wrong with you. You have to fix it. Yeah, that these products and services and what eventually ends up uh, being, you know, cults, uh, really kind of just like hone in on people who are not, you know, necessarily looking to change very much. Often, it's just like the world asks that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, should we talk about, about yeah, that? Yeah, this, um, I mean, this is not a very new piece, but this is um, something that I had not looked into um, until recently, was the, um, and this is, a, this is a, a recent piece in Rolling Stone about it, and I had heard about this when this man, Keith Rainier of uh, Nexium was was arrested and this whole thing blew over but i guess rolling stone did this like big piece on it and i was not aware of a lot of the the you know details of this um it's fascinating and like really kind of terrifying it's it really made me feel nauseous to read this Um, yeah there's this part um let me look if so if people aren't familiar with what this particular is how do you say it next nexium nexium yeah it was like big in the news for a while, but yeah. I didn't know. And I knew there was like weird sex stuff, um, but it's pretty fucking insidious. Yeah. And it's also really scary because like, yeah, this man by himself did a lot, but he also like carefully called um, a ring of high power women who were in on all of it. And like, that is really disturbing to me like more, off like a little bit more i think like that these women were operating in in these powerful positions and kind of like selling other women out you know for their own kind of gain and like that's not to say that they weren't also victimized in their own way it's just like oh you know like the cult mentality of like and, and you know in addition to capitalism patriarchy and this this um structure that's set up for people to work in these ladders and and pyramid systems. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this part that I wanted to read about how uh, he expanded his circle and how he uh, went after, or like how how he chose his victims. Um, He was particularly skilled at capitalizing on the insecurities shared by many women of mid to late childbearing age, whether they were thin enough whether they were sexual enough, whether they could be able to balance career with family. <laughs> and these women were often in a place where they're like in, in between mm-hmm. things and um, kind of feeling unsure about their position in the world and wanted something to make them feel successful. And I, I think like when we talk about cults on the show, we're often talking also about like how scams mm-hmm. kind of have particular marks. And like this one is interesting to me because it kind of like goes after what we think of as like women's empowerment um sometimes that's kind of like smushed in with feminism yeah these women are really like they're kind of like want to be successful top of their field they want more power and and so like he created a kind of a pyramid of like women who are willing to do pretty terrible things to like gain the power that he's like dangling in front of them yeah 
Yeah. Well, and there's, you know, there's something to be said for like um, people who can find the vulnerability or rec- seeing another person that like what they really want is to be told that they're special, mm. right? Or to feel seen um, or recognized in some way. And like, like I've totally have had that experience to a degree um, with somebody <laughs> who was in the, in the news, not for being a cult leader, but or other shitty shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you it was a real chilling realization to learn like, oh, I was not the only person mm-hmm. that was kind of like man- man- manipulated without knowing it. Yeah. Um, because of like that exact same thing of this person being like, oh, you know, I just think I see you in a way nobody else gets you, you know? And like, that's a real powerful um right and i i there's so many different ways into that like it's like i see you or like i can give you what you want or um i can erase your past like there's all these different ways that like cults form and i also want to read this a bit about cults um after all so quote after all in the grand scheme of things very few people join a cult even fewer people about sixteen thousand, actually took Nexium classes and fear still joined DOS, which is sort of the sex cult within the cult. Um, it seems like a bit of a stretch to say that anyone is vulnerable to joining a cult when so few people actually do. But when you consider all the women who spend thousands on spin classes mm. or serums or pastel branded all female co working startups who whittle themselves <laughs> down to nothing to run a race that has no oh. finish line in sight, who are told to surrender all of their power in order to ostensibly build their own then of course, it makes sense that women would feel empowered by Keith Rainier. When you're taught for years that pain is love and love is pain and one is the only way to measure the depths of the other, it doesn't make a difference if the person telling you that is your boyfriend or your spin instructor or an Instagram ad for laxative tea or a fleshy-cheeked, nebishly middle-aged guy with a seemingly endless supply of crew neck sweaters. It's the same message from different messengers. It's an old bag, tricks, repackaged. And that's kind of like how he operated. Like none of his ideas were particularly new or original. I think one of his exes and former kind of like right hand women um, mentioned that he got really into BDSM because of Fifty Shades of Grey and found that it was like a pretty great way of like operating his his sex cult. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, mm, he didn't have any original ideas. <laughs> no, never that, do. doesn't, that doesn't surprise me <laughs> yeah. at all. Ugh. This it's just ugh. Yeah. Oh, and then this other thing. Um Keith Rainier was wrong about a lot of things. He was right about one. Women are raised to believe that their ability to solve all their problems is directly correlated with their proximity to a man. And when you are raised to believe that men carry them with them the solutions to all of your problems, mm. it isn't so much of a stretch to conclude that this could mean any man. Yep that one with a ring or that one with a job offer or that one with a soft patient voice and floppy hair and seemingly endless supply of crew neck sweaters again. (laughs) These crew neck sweaters. Who looks at you like you are his breakfast and tells you in a soft patient voice that breaking you down is the only way for you to become stronger. Yeah, man. I mean, I walked away from my situation with a charming person who was later exposed for doing a lot of shady shit um Mm, 
Yeah. And I walked away and I and it wasn't easy, but I walked away because I I knew on some level that it wasn't that it wasn't good, but had that been me probably even 6 years ago, I don't know that it, it would have had the same ending. You know, yeah. I think it was just because I'm like, oh, I've seen this <laughs> I've seen this shape of person before, you know. Um yeah. but yeah, so there's something you know, and it's interesting because like the the sort of cohort of other women that I found out about that were also involved with this person, we all like we all became friends. And I was and I my one reassurance was like, uh, I was like, oh, this is a group of really fucking smart and like beautiful and talented women. Like none of us seem like idiots. <laughs> you Doesn't know, that make it more terrifying, though, that it does, like, it even does. though. Yeah, no, it, it, that's true. It does. Like, even though. Yeah. Like, they were all had by. Yeah. One kind of not. That interesting One Rick person. Moranis looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I think a lot about um, cults and scams and like what I would be the mark for, mm. you know, not that I haven't already fallen for one. Probably we all have. Yeah. And um, when we about cults, we also um, I think there's always this kind of like public definition of cults as having you know a charismatic leader that like leads you away from your family blah 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 but we're all living in multiple cults all the time uh with social media and with uh capitalism and um the way we think about work and success yeah like freelancing i'm starting to think is is a cult or like freelancing (laughs) and publishing and these things that are like kind of have this outward appearance of something that people who are outside of that thing covet but like inside you know you and I can tell everyone it's like eh, not not all backed up to me you know it's it's like yeah there's a lot that's kind of propped up on legit like this sort of false legitimacy it's true um yeah but I, I, I've done a lot of thinking about this and it's like, what are the ways that they would get me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'd be like, I just want to see inside. Just let me in. Just observation. I won't be wrong. And then like, yeah. I've seen too much. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I cannot. I'm, I can't clean the blood off my shoe now. <laughs> well, I'd like, but I just yeah. want to see. I'd like, I'm just going to peek in. Not yeah, that totally. interesting. Just want to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that my former weakness for very intense and charming and charismatic men is now my superpower detection. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, I see you. I know, I know what your agenda is. Yeah, I guess that's like one thing I have going for myself. Yeah. Although I don't know that it's necessarily always uh, true that I don't really like men that much. Eh. Uh, so a charming man, usually like yeah. historically, like oh, I'm, I'm just like nah, I don't see it. Um, but that's not to say that someone else could be, yeah, charming, yeah, <laughs> charming enough to. It's true to be like, hey, you want to see some secrets? Yeah, and I, you know, good. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, good cult leaders know their yeah. their way around. Yeah. But yeah, I had some good breakthroughs this weekend on what what gets me uh, hooked, and I'm like, all right. Now I'm more aware. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, I'm going to do some more snackoscopes. Uh, Capricorn, you might find yourself trying to squeeze every ounce of love out of this broken world right now with crazy eyes and grabby hands. Relax. Everyone is full of more love than you can possibly uh, fathom, but they're also full of doubts and worries and insecurities that keep us from showing how hard we love. See if you can be it for other people. Eat granola and listen to AHA. Aquarius, you might be putting up a false front without even realizing it this week. As we get older, it's easy to just say the automatic words that feel pleasant, that cause the least amount of friction. See if you can find your vulnerable self this week. If you can show it to someone who feels safe. Practice being wobbly. It will make you strong. Listen to Lizzo and eat beans. Pisces, uh, don't settle for a soggy life right now. You might feel like things are shifting faster than you can grab onto, but you can't quite get dry or safe. But feeling anxious and grabbing onto whatever you can find will only tire you out and confuse you. It can be hard to be such an emotional person sometimes, so full of feelings. Try to be soft, eat chips, and listen to Solange. And you can tweet at us at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. We'll play some more music for you. This is The Devil is Loose by Asha Puthley. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm.
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard Jan Terry with Get Down Goblin. I love Jan Terry holiday season. There's a Jan Terry song for every holiday. So Get Down Goblin, Halloween. For Halloween. For Valentine's Day, Fax My Love. Facts. Gonna fax my love to you. Wow, that's uh, like a predecessor of uh, Britney Spears. Yeah. Email my heart. Email my heart, yeah. yeah. Jan Terry, fax my love. Uh, and then excuse my Christmas. I don't know mm-hmm. how that one goes. Anyways. What would it be now? Get down goblin. No, I mean like uh, for for email my heart. Oh, I see. my love. Uh, I like, I don't know, de- se- sex to my DMs. Yeah. I don't know. S- slide into my DMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the what's the next way of showing affection? Yeah. Over, uh, Emoji know, over me your love. Yeah. What are, what's what's the technology of today? Uh, we have another set of snackoscopes for you. We do. Oh, we should also say before that was Annette Peacock with Solar System, and starting this off was Asha Puthley with the Devil's Loose. Uh, okay, more snackoscopes. Oh my god, we're going to get through them the all today. The Devil is Loose because of the giant Ouija board. It's true, and man, uh, if you've not watched the video for The Devil is Loose, it uh, features some extreme caftan twirling. Uh, it is worth watching. I recommend watching every Asha Puthley video you can. She was also on that satanic Italian variety show that we yeah, talked about the other week. Yeah, she's yeah. I am obsessed with her. Um... Aries, what are the spaces for magic to enter your life right now? You might feel a little worn down, like the colors have bleached out of your surroundings, like music and conversations are fuzzy. The trick is to get outside your own perspective to conjure up new colors and listen for new sounds, new voices. They exist if only you look, eat chocolate, and listen to Madonna. Taurus, you might feel like you're spinning your wheels. You might feel a little panicky. Take a deep breath. It's okay to be ragged and fragile. It's okay to be broken and real. All these things can coexist. Be curious about them rather than judgmental. Make some room for all of yourselves, as kaleidoscopic and disorienting as it can feel. Listen to Sun Ra and eat Swedish fish. Gemini, stop fucking with people who only half fuck with you. People will only be okay with the truth of how vulnerable you feel sometimes if you are too. Uh, How can you work to own the parts of yourself that you are quick to reject and gloss over? It can feel unfair when you are struggling, surviving, and coming up short. Be kind to you. Eat ice cream and listen to R.E.M. And you can tweet at us at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. We're going to play another short set. This is Christelle Bofale with Origami Dreams. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm.
Somewhere in the choir I won't let you 
is not love And it's a coat hanger A borrowed line No passenger Listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard Kate LeBon with Love Is Not Love. And before that was Christelle Beaufale with Origami Dreams. And we've reached the uh, last set of snack scopes. Yeah, so Cancer, how can you be open to new varietals of desire and longing? Sometimes we fool ourselves by believing that someone loving us is the cure to what ails us, but the truth is that uh, it will only show you where you need to work harder. See if you can turn your gaze inward and get curious about desire that isn't about humans. Listen to the slits. I need a popsicle. Leo, this might be a good week to acknowledge your own insatiability, your own moody yearnings and bottomless hungers. Give in to your own veracity. Eat giant breakfasts, make out with a stranger, wear clashing colors. See who you can be when you really lean into the bold edges of your desires. It might feel weird, but it might feel good. Eat fruit, listen to the B-52s. Virgo, you might feel a little obsessed with taming your wild thoughts this week, but the truth is your soft, worried self probably just wants some hand-holding, some acknowledgement. See if you can give that to yourself. See if you can just let your animal body breathe and pulse and be. Cultivate compassion, find some achy tenderness. Listen to Abba and eat peanuts. There's a debate going on right now. That's just, it's just bubbling up in the Twitter oh. feed. So I'm like, ooh, interesting. Yeah, democratic debate. I haven't watched any of them, but. Um, I've watched like snippets of them. Yeah, I've seen the, yeah, I've seen little, little memes and stuff, but. Well, we'll be back next week with a special guest, Sarah Potter. So stay tuned. And next up is the Hanging Garden Radio Show. 
as usual, you can find us on Twitter at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. We're going to leave you with a song from Vivian Goldman. It's called Laundrette. And we will see you next week. Bye. Jeans running.